co-host, the lovely Miss Portia. I call her PC. What's going on, Portia? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Say hi to the audience or whatever. This hey, is, city of Jackson. This is the Jew City Queen here. <laughs> uh, if you didn't know, and if you hating on that, hey, that's just in your heart. We can't get that out of there. But this is the Jew City Queen. And I, like I always thought, I want to appreciate everybody that's been following, liking, sharing, commenting, whatever you've been doing to spread the word about Key to the City Podcast, man. I sure appreciate y'all. You didn't have to do it, but you did. And um, like I always say, we're going to keep providing your quality content and quality guests. And today is no different. Man, I'm so hyped. Been waiting for this interview a long time, but I wanted to make sure I was stable. I had uh, some experience with some other guests. I had my shit together. Before we brought this man on. Now this guy, he was voted Best of Jackson's Top Hip Hop Artist in the City. This guy right here, man, is a man of many talents. What you want? Uh, 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 you want singing? You want some bars? You want a nigga to jump on the trumpet on you? This boy right here got it all, man. Now, uh, he's one of the most diverse, eclectic, uh, unapologetic artists of our time. He first hit the scene in 2014 with his mixtape entitled Rap Revolt. Then he slapped you across your damn head in 2016 with his debut project, The Day I Die, which spawned such hits as Gullah, Gullah, Alley, Nigga, Gullah, Gullah, Alley, Bitch, and one of my favorites, The Wiz. Then he punched you in your motherfucking stomach in 2018 when he released The Last Cherry Blossom, which was re-released by RCA in 2019. We're going to get a little more about that, but that spawned the viral sensation, Skr, Y'all know what that John is. And now he putting his whole foot in your ass with his recent, most recent project, Plus Ultra. That's right. Now, this John right here is off the chain, man. I had the pleasure of being invited to uh, his pre-release listening session. That's right. I did say invited. <clears throat> uh, not to toot my own horn and shit. But uh, I had the chance to go to that, man. Every track on there is banging. Plus, he got that John on there with Big Crit. Uh, I got it. Which made me feel like I'm on top of the world, especially with me taking this venture on this podcast. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the city, the whole Kage himself, this size. What's going on, brother? What it do, man? What it do, I can't complain. Make sure you're talking into the mic. How you doing today, sir? I'm good, man. I'm happy to be here. Uh, Thank you for having me on Key to the City Podcast, man. Without a doubt, man. We appreciate you being here, brother. Now you wanted to first of all before we get into anything, did I say it right? Hokage? You did. It's Hokage, yeah. What is Hokage for my audience? Uh Hokage it uh it derives from an anime, uh which is uh a Japanese cartoon if you don't know what that mm-hmm. is. Um it comes from an anime I watch called Naruto. Uh Headband also comes from that uh, anime. But Hokage simply means uh it's the leader of that particular village, uh, which is Hokage is fire. It's the fire shadow. Mm. Um, so me saying I'm the Hokage, or just Kage, period, is the leader of my village. That's pretty much what it is. That's what's up. And that's what you basically call your your followers, right? The village. That's right. You yeah. see that shit right there? The village dreams don't die. They don't die, Never cub. give up. Yeah. Never give up. That shit speaks some uh, volumes for me. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, now, some of my audience may not be familiar with you. Uh, I'm sure they've heard Skr Skr, but just to delve in a little bit deeper into who you are, you come from a musically inclined family, correct? Yeah, I do. Uh, tell us a little more about your musical background and how you were able to merge that with hip-hop. 
Um, so yeah, basically, uh, my father is a very accomplished uh, musician. He's a saxophonist. Uh, my mother played clarinet. My sister <coughs> clarinet as well. Uh, I just, I really didn't have a choice. Mm. Um, so my dad, he, he he put an instrument in front of me at an early age. I started out on piano. Um, eventually, uh, right around like right down the street from the crib, you know, I was at the performing arts school, Power APAC, uh, for trumpet. And yeah, you know, I originally wanted to play saxophone. Uh, I tried it out. It, it didn't work. Work? Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't get that shit to make one one time. What? You know? Yeah, it, I really wanted to play saxophone. Cause, Cause the saxophone sex. It's smooth, a, right? Yeah, you know, like, you prune the ladies with the sax, you know. <laughs> um, but my band director, he was like, "Well, try this," you know. And uh, it was a trumpet mouthpiece. And I tried it. Made it buzz. He was like, "That's your instrument." And that's how it happened. It was like my chance. Cause I thought I was gonna be like my dad. And I got home. He was like, "Shit, I wanted." He didn't say shit. Cause <laughs> you know, but he wanted me to play trumpet actually, but he just never told me. But yeah, so that's how I ended up playing trumpet. And uh I've been doing that ever since and I got into hip hop uh, you know, probably like late middle school, early high school. And, you know, it was just a hobby, it was a fun thing, you know, freestyling. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's how everybody really starts, you know. Um, but at the same time I never thought that I could be a rapper, you know, because I didn't necessarily come from like the background I saw most rappers right exactly, exactly you know and I was thinking like well damn you know I don't really live this lifestyle I don't do this and I never wanted to be unauthentic mm-hmm. you know so I was like I don't know if I could be a rapper because you know shit, the people I was looking up to at the time was like the hot boys right. you know like that's, <laughs> that's what I saw and I'm like shit I ain't no hot boy I want to be one but you know right. shit you know I don't know if I could just stand next to you know you know all of them so I was thinking well like you know I started seeing cats like um like for real you know, mm-hmm. and, I, and I was like, well, damn, you know, I could be a producer, you know. Mm-hmm. So I write raps on the side, but I was like, I'd never rap them. But I'm like, I'm going to start making beats. So I was making beats. You know, I was like, I'm going to be a producer. And I'm going like, I'm to I'm come up with the hook. And I'm going to pitch it to artists. And I'm like, I'm gonna, let me sing the hook so I can get in the video and do my thing. Yeah. And then, you know, they going to rap. But then uh, the thing that made me feel like I could actually, like, rap and not just produce was, was Kanye West. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, you know, I saw him and. You know, I know you hear it all the time, but he had a pink polo on, and at the time that shit was unheard of, right. especially in hip hop. And you know, and on the rock, yeah, exactly, it, on that label, you yeah. know, in the midst of all of that, you right. know what I'm saying? And so, you know, shit, I was just, you know, I was happy. I was like, damn, I gotta go out and get a corduroy blazer, <laughs> and get a uh, polo, and pop shit, you know, pop my shit up to the top. But nah, that's 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 what made me feel like I could really, uh, to get, you know, just do hip hop and get into it. And that's kind of like my whole background. You know, of course, you know, I got where I'm in now. You know, I'm forward with Before we leave that topic, uh, you could have ventured into any uh, avenue uh, with being musically inclined. Um, besides Pharrell, like, what made you strictly want to do hip-hop? Was it just your love for it? Because you easily could have been one of them Kenny G-type niggas. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> even though he played a saxophone. But you know what I'm saying? Like, was it just the overall love for hip-hop? And then you know that... I know early on you spoke about how uh, you never really accepted who you are. You try to be something other than what you are, but like, mm-hmm. was it just your overall love for hip hop that override, overrode? Um, so, hesitation? I, I think it was more so of a, um, it was like an undiscovered talent. You know, mm-hmm. it, was, it was something that I could do, and uh, I liked doing it, but I didn't know, you know, other people would embrace it. And once I saw other people like, hey man, you doing this? And I, and in all honesty, um, I noticed that everybody couldn't do it. 
mm-hmm. you know, that's what it was, you know, because I was thinking like, shit, if I could do this, anybody can do this, but not everybody can't, uh-huh. you know, uh, I think, man, I was in high school, and I put out like, I had like this little microphone that came with the computer at the time, and I used to like, play like an old, I don't know, like Manny Fresh instrumental or some little flip or something like that, mm-hmm. and uh, I would take the mic, and I would put it up to the computer speaker. And I would turn the, the instrumental up, and then I'd rap right next to the mic, and I'd make songs like that. And I put them on CD, and I took it to school. I was talking about, you know, just trivial shit. Like, I was talking about my teachers and the students or yeah. whatever. You know, and uh, it was just one CD. And I left the CD in the class one day, and one of the teachers got a hold to it. And, you know, uh, at the end of the day, uh, one of my teachers stopped me and was like, we found your CD. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. And they was like, we love it. Man, they like they passed it around the whole faculty, you know, and they was cracking up about it, you know, certain teachers and everything. And, you know, before I knew it, like everybody in school was talking about like the CD, and I was like, damn, maybe I should, you know, actually try to do this, you know. And that too also made me feel like, yeah, I can do this, mm-hmm. you know. But it was just me just discovering that, like, you know, maybe I got potential at doing this and, and, and taking it serious. Word, word, word. Yeah. Now, what it means to try and I just want to backtrack a little bit. Um, how were you able to tie in playing the trumpet with rapping as well? So, uh, I'm going to be honest. Um, I tried my best, like, to avoid that at, mm-hmm. at first, you know, because um, I was thinking, like, to myself, like, who in the fuck would want to hear somebody rap and play trumpet? You know, to me, I was like, you know, I thought it was cool, but I was like thinking about everybody else from the other perspective. Like they like, fuck that lame man, nigga <laughs> pulled out a trumpet, goddamn bugle boy looking at him. Well, you know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking like, damn, like who, who would actually want to see that? And you know, it was always my dad. You know, he he was always kind of like, you know, kind of scold me a little bit. He was like, yeah, you, you rapping? I see you doing that. You know, but everybody in the world rapping. You know, but you play trumpet. Why don't you try to incorporate that? And I'm like, don't mm. nobody want to see that. You know, <laughs> and you know, but. um I thought about it. I thought about it long haul, you know, for the first few projects, you know, it's no horn, you know, and uh, I kind of came to the realization. I was like, when I when I when I started thinking that I don't care what anybody else thinks about what I'm making, you know, because um, I did, you know, um, because I had like no belief system in myself, mm-hmm. you know, when I first started rapping, like in my Trey Parker days, I would say I got to make a song. For this crowd, I gotta make a song for the girls, and I gotta make a song for the club, and I do like 15 songs, and I do like two songs at the end of the project for me, for what I really mm-hmm. wanted to do, because I was like, I'm gonna just put them at the end, because ain't nobody gonna, when they hear that part, right. they're like, all right, we got through all the stuff we wanted to hear, right. but you know, and then I was like, nah, you know, uh, I need to like make music for me and stop trying to like find people and let people find me, mm-hmm. and uh, once I started doing that, that's when I was like, shit, I, w- I wanted to play my horn, you know. And I don't really care no more about what anybody thinks about it. And that's when I started incorporating the trumpet uh, into what I do. I'm glad you mentioned that, man, because that's one thing that I feel like a lot of, I can speak black males because I'm a black male, that we struggle with uh, that identity crisis. Yeah. Trying to <clears throat> live up to what we see and thinking that's what people are going to gravitate towards. Uh, but for you to identify that earlier, like I probably, shit, just came into my own maybe from be 36 this year. I say maybe around 27, 28. Yeah. To when I started to recognize that this is who I am. This is how I'm built. I don't give a damn who appreciated or not. Um, you remember when that moment hit you? Like when you finally decided like, I'm just giving people, this is me, whether they love it or hate it. Well, honestly, man, uh, I guess it's just, you know, 
it's a maturity thing. Mm-hmm. I guess that's why they say like, you know, like women usually mature faster than men because honestly, it was just a few years ago. You know, it was when I made that decision that I, you know, I don't care what other people think about me anymore. I'm gonna just do what I want to do. It was probably like around the time I was doing a uh, rap revolt. Yeah. So not too long ago, like, was like rap revolt until the day I died. Okay. Yeah. Now you are also uh, you're influenced by artists like uh, artists. Did I just say that? <laughs> you influenced by artists like Ludacris, yeah. Outkast. Oh, boy, you do your heart. Goddamn, boy. This is not a game. <laughs> I really do this. Okay. What is yeah. it about those artists that uh, you gravitate towards? Damn, yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't play no games out here. Yeah, I got excited. That's what's up. <laughs> nah, but man, uh, well, Ludacris, man, uh, he had Lud- animation in his raps. Yeah, he was so fun, but he was serious at the same time. You know, like, Ludacris can make a record, and, you know, like, you, you, he, he makes you want to like remember this song, you know, mm-hmm. or learn the lyrics to the song, and then he tied the visuals in. It's like basically, if you listen to Ludacris rap, you can see the video when he's rapping. And I was like, I want to be like that. Like I want to, I want people to actually see or, or come up with their own, you know, interpretations of what they, what they got going on according to what I'm saying. Right. So um, I heard Ludacris rap, man, and like I just love like the dynamics, like you know Luda like real big voice, mm-hmm. you know. So he he start off you know like song song the big pop, you know when he get to the end of the <laughs> yeah. of the bar, you know he just he hit it hard every yeah. time. So like I really admire that about him. And like Outkast, man, I felt like I, I gravitated to, towards him just because of the name like Outkast, and that's what mm-hmm. I felt like. You know, I felt like I was like on the outskirts of everything. You know, I didn't I felt like I didn't fit into a lot of situations. And looking at them. The dynamics between uh, Big Boy and Andre, it was, they were so different, you know. Not starting off, but as, as they evolved, you know, they started to do this, <laughs> but they were still like this. Mm-hmm. You know, they, like they, this is still a group and an entity, and, you know, you got Big Boy doing this on one side, and you got Andre doing, doing this on one side, but it still worked. Mm-hmm. And he, if I'm being honest, you know, like just seeing that dynamic too also made me feel like, yeah, I, I can do this. If this man can get out and wear like no shirt with like shoulder, with, pads. With shoulder pads, and a you know, and a blind wig or whatever, and still you know, like, bars. I can at least you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, and, and what was so cool about it, they were from the south, mm-hmm. you know, like um, and at that t- that point in time, you know, people weren't really looking, you know, and hip hop, you know, is not really paying attention to the south either. Exactly, and we were being so disrespected, you know. I can take it back to the Source Awards, and I know everybody knows that Infamous. story, yeah. you know, you know that type of stuff. So you know that that was fuel, you know, mm-hmm. that made me feel like you know. I'm gonna be from the south, and I'm gonna say it loud, and I'm gonna make sure everybody know I'm from Mississippi, Jackson, Mississippi. But I'm gonna be, you know, at this level, and I'm gonna be doing it next to all these people all over the world, you know, at the same tier or higher than them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, I wanna uh, work my way up to your current project to get some brief history mm-hmm. on your uh, prior projects. Uh, when you dropped um, Rap Revolt and well, when you dropped Rap Revolt, what space would you say you, you were in? Did, is that when you initially found yourself and started to get your groove about yourself? Yeah, I was uh, I was in a, I was in a terrible space mm-hmm. uh, doing Rap Revolt. Basically, you know, I um, if people been following me from the jump, jump, like you know, I was going by the name Trey Parker, mm-hmm. and uh, Trey Parker was me. Like then, I. I 
I consider that whole process me trying to figure out who I was uh, as an artist. You know, like I think Trey Parker was like heavily influenced, like by like Wayne. You know, uh, if you even just if you listen to some of like the voice inflections in my, you know, when I was rapping, and you know, a ton of people, and I was kind of like, I feel like I was, I was really good at shape shifting. You know, like I can, I can find somebody's style and I can emulate it so good, and I can master that. But at the end of the day, I didn't feel like like what was me. You know, um, but basically, I was using and I was doing comedy at the time too. So I was using comedy, like as a, you know that, like I was doing comedy at the time to, to get people to listen to my music because I didn't just want to. It's hard getting people to listen to music, man. Just be yeah. honest. Especially here. Yeah, especially yeah. here, and you know I just didn't want to be one of those people, like, cause you you know you got like, every time you say, hey, check out my record, it's thirty people behind you saying, check out their record too, and you know, what are you gonna do to stand out? You know, in the midst of all of that, you know. So I was like, it's it's way easier to get people to check out a funny video and to share that versus, you know, listening to music. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. It was really like a ploy to trick niggas mm. and to listen to my music. Like, it was a plan. Like, I made a plan. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start making it. I'm like, I'm a funny nigga. I'm going to start making these comedy videos. And um, I'm going to plug my music at this, at this end of every one of these videos. And at the time, I was making a, I was doing a project called, uh, I was working on a project called Wave Group. And at the, at the end of every one of those videos, I would just put Wavy's coming soon at the end of the comedy video, videos. And the videos were doing so good. Like, I'm talking about, like, we were hitting, like, big-ass numbers on the video. I dropped the video. Uh, then it would be on Worldstar the next day. You know, and it's like, I think it's like early days of Worldstar. Like, we, I wasn't paying nothing to get on nothing. They were just picking it up and, you know, doing it. And I was getting all this free promo to Wavy's. And people was getting excited. People were like, man, I can't wait for Waverly, but nobody knew what the fuck it was. Right. You know, like people, some people, you know, who knew me as a rapper, you know, knew it was gonna be a project. But I didn't say, I didn't say Waverly's the mixtape. I just said Waverly's coming soon. Um, and some people thought it was like, oh, it's gonna be this big ass comedy movie or some shit like that. But it got up to that point, man. Waverly's came out like it did astronomical numbers, you know, mm -hmm. like on the first day. And um, but you know, as my career, you know started to keep going, um, my fans got divided. You know, I had, like, people who want comedy, and I got people who mm. want the music. You know, they fight with each other, like, man, fuck all that rap shit. And some people <laughs> like, fuck all that comedy shit. And I'm just like, ah! You know, so I had to make a decision, you know. And I talked to my homie Jay, Jay Smith, and he was like, well, you know, which one you want to do the most? And I was like, well, I started doing all of this because I was trying to do music. And he was like, well, that's your answer right there. You got you to gotta do one. Because he was, he was, like, really trying to drill into me that, you know, uh, you got a lot of talent, right? But you need to figure out how to master one of those talents first before you, you know, branch into a whole bunch of other stuff. He was like, if you do this one thing and you get that right, then everything else will just follow behind. You can yeah. do what you want to do then. So I was like, well, damn, I'm going to be a rapper. So that's when I changed my name from Trey Parker to Dear Silas. Or, or Silas at that point. And, uh, and when I was doing Rap Revolt, the only thing I could think of Cause even Trey Parker, like I, I had like a lot of funny bars and shit, you know. Shout out Ludacris, that was like you know influence too. But all I was thinking, I was like, man, I'm finna make like the most hip hop head purist in the world be like, you know, acknowledge me as an MC. So that's the kind of space I was in. I was like, I'm gonna be the rapper's rapper, and I'm gonna prove to people, you know, and myself that I got what it takes to just be like a true MC. I, I initially thought Trey Parker was 
uh, based on some Spider-Man shit. I don't know why Parker came to that. Because of your anime, anime background, I thought yeah. he was Peter Parker. Yeah. So actually, um, so my my nickname is Trey. That's what my family okay. called me. So that's where they come from. But the Parker man, I was just I was practicing one day, and I was practicing over like a Charlie Parker song, you know, uh, which is a huge, you know, saxophone. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take the Parker and put it on my name because I at the time like I wanted it to sound like a real name, mm-hmm. and I ain't just want to, you know, no. No, no flight to anybody, you know. I, you know, I ain't. I just didn't want to be like young Trey or little Trey, <laughs> or you know, what I'm saying whatever. And but you know, that's cool. I just didn't want to do that. Yeah. You know, I ain't got nothing against you nobody to do that yet. You know, but I just really wanted to sound like a real name. So yeah, that's Did why. You I think tackled. about like at times ever going back to that alter ego? Um, I do actually. I I think about it every time. But when I think about it, I just be thinking about like. How much more work I still got to do with Silas, and not be like, nope, you know, because I'm still mastering this version of me right now. But you know, I still got, I still got like ambition and dreams of. I always wanted to have like a, like a, uh, a sketch series or something like that, or like a sitcom, like old school, you know, like Martin or something like that, mm-hmm. you know. And I do, I would like to act, you know, because I, I mean, I feel like, oh, you got it in you, boy. That's yeah, <laughs> as a, as an artist, you know, and not not. Not in comparison to somebody being fake, but you do. You have to be. You know, you got to be a character. You know, you have to be. Uh, you got to make people want to listen to mm-hmm. you, and you got to be interesting when you on these records. You know, nobody just want to hear somebody say, "I'm just chilling outside." Well, you know, you know what? Let me take that back. Somebody might want to hear something like that. <laughs> it's a little song for everybody. <laughs> but for me, you know, me personally, you know, you got to bring the track alive. Mm-hmm. That's what I think about music. Like, like again, like Ludacris, like I was saying. When I listen to music, I want to be able to close my eyes and visualize what you're talking about and what you got going on, whether you tell a story or you at the strip club talking about throwing, you know, 300 stacks on the back of a booty. You know, I want to feel it and I want to, I want to feel like I'm right there with you. Exactly. I'm throwing them too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Now with the day I died, uh, let's fast forward to that. I was trying to come up with my own theory behind the meaning of the title. Mm-hmm. Was it relating to you dying and being born again and to Dear Silas, this is who I am, I'm comfortable with it, or am I off with that? No, nah, no, nah, you 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 super duper close, actually. Okay. Um, the day I died. Classic project, by the way. Thank you, I appreciate mm-hmm. it. So that was basically um it's 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 a lot of what you just said, but I felt like um at some point in my life, I just I just tell you. I want, you know, well, I, I say it in my music all the time, but I want the most popular kid right, right, right. Uh, in school, you know, and you know, I got picked on and whatnot. Um, somebody just apologized to me via DM. Uh, <laughs> Recently? Yeah, like a week ago. <laughs> yeah. They listening to the music. <laughs> they just apologized to me, you know, uh, for doing something, you know, very terrible, you know, at the lunch table to my food. Okay. Yeah. But we were kids, you know. But anyway, uh, I want the most popular um, but basically, man, when I got to high school, I went to Merge, I went and I, and I started going to Bailey, mm-hmm. and I figured out uh, that summer, like after my first year at Bailey, my mom was like, you know, uh, June, which is my cousin, he, you know, uh, Lanier, he's he coming, he coming to Bailey next year. He was at Lanier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, uh, I was like, damn, I can't let him see me like this. Like I can't, 
Cause you know he don't know me. You know he just know me as Trey. You know as my cousin, family, or whatever. And uh, I see you at the. You know when you come to the crib, we we play basketball, play the game. That's it. But never in like the school atmosphere. And it just you know quote unquote he was that nigga. You know what I'm yeah. saying for the time. You know you you know wearing Jordans every day, girls you know hollering at you and shit like that. That was not me. You right. know, but that was him. And I was like, he finna come to my school, and then he gonna see me, and he gonna be like, I didn't know that you was you, and I thought you was this. And I was like, I can't let that happen. So one summer, uh, I took all the money I had. I used to buy like like tons of Dragon Ball Z tapes and stuff like that. I spent all my money on like anime stuff. Mm-hmm. Took all my money, and I went and bought clothes. I bought like uh. I was like, man, for the first day of school, I got to have, like, at least six pairs of shoes in rotation. Like, I can't, like, wear the same pair of shoes until, like, you know, whatever. I don't know. Went about clothes. I told my dad, I'm like, look, I need the bow strap with this mm-hmm. color so it can match this shirt. You know what I'm saying? I need the platinum fubu. I need the goddamn. Oh, I need the echo limited. Oh. Like, I need it. I need everything. Yeah. And, um, and I started to get, you know, like, I lost sight of who I was, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but what's crazy, the first, the first. First day of school, I got to school and I had all my gear on and shit. And the same people uh, that like try to ruin my life every day, I became best friends with them. Like we were cool. They were like, "What up, you know, my niggas out inside, blah blah." And I'm like, "I'm like, damn, you just you I would just, change the wardrobe." Yeah, it's, it's it's that shallow, dog. Like, and I, I, all I could think in my head was like, when they when they spoke to me, I was waiting for the crack to come. Mm-hmm. They were like, "What up, size?" And I was like. <laughs> and they were like, "What up, nigga?" I was like, "Oh shit, what up?" Like, yeah. damn, like we, you know, we cool. And based off my appearance, mm-hmm. and um, I changed, bro. Like, I had two friends. I had two friends. That was all I had. I stopped talking to them. I ain't hang out. It was, it was really like on some like high school movie type shit. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's really the love don't cost a thing. Yeah, they can. Like, yeah. you stop fucking with your focus. You getting popular and shit. I was in the hallway one day, and uh. I had already stopped talking to them, and I seen them how they were like, what up, man? You don't know us no more. I'm like, nah, man, shit, it's all good, whatever. Ain't even nothing like that. Then a girl, silent, and I'm like, what you doing? <laughs> fuck with them? Oh, man, I ain't about fucking no lame ass nigga, man. Hell no. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Man, goddamn. It was really like that, dog. So, like, anyway, <laughs> to fast forward, um, basically, the day I died meant, and if you listen to, um, you listen to the day I died, it's basically the story. From me being a kid all the way up to that point mm-hmm. in my life, like it's just an autobiography. And I was just talking about um, when I I, I I forgot who I was and I like became something that I wasn't <laughs> in order, you know, to, to achieve things that didn't matter, mm-hmm. you know, and that was the day I died, you know, and I feel like, you know, that was me telling the story and I, you know, I was finally reborn again as you get, you know, towards the end of the, uh, mm-hmm. of the album. Like songs like The Wiz, you know, Young, Cool, and Sexy, you know, like The Wiz is me, take take me to The Wizard, like, you know, you telling me, if I go see Wizard, he gonna make me do Magic the Africa, that yeah. with swag on me, Yeah. yeah all of them niggas who stop with them jokes and them chickens gonna no longer laugh at me, you know, like, that's what I'm saying, like, they ain't gonna fuck with me no more, I'm gonna go to The Wiz, I went to The Wiz, and then I got Young, Cool, and Sexy, you know what I'm saying, and then, well, yeah, on and on. up, bro, and, um, sorry for the long ass story, but, like, no, we need that in our lives. Uh, and then we progress to the last cherry blossom, which I think that's when you laced up your your J's and you really stuck a foot in people's ass. 
And uh, I know that's the first project I became familiar with you with. Not really, uh, I don't want you to go into too much detail about how the project came along, things like that, but at what point during that process did you meet uh, Kamikaze? So I met Kamikaze in the, uh, the Rap Revolt phase. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so okay. it, was, it was actually before I came out of Rap Revolt, and uh, I was working at Comcast. Uh, he called me. I love that skit, by the way. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> I hate it. I mean, I don't like the song, but it's it's relatable. You know, working call centers, and it's like you know, can't hang with me. You know, yeah, right. <laughs> Up the nigga. A lot of that stuff I was saying, like that's stuff I heard verbatim <laughs> on the phone. They don't care. Verbal yeah, yeah. Uh, or sometimes I have people call me. You know, I'm sure glad I got one of my kind. <laughs> they didn't know I was black, you know, and I was like. Me too. <laughs> All right. So what can I do for you? Because, you know, you ain't got time to be going back and forth. But, <laughs> yeah, man, they, they a trip. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I met Kamikaze doing, uh, like, the stages right before uh, Rap Revolt. And we had a conversation. He called me while I was at Comcast at work. And I can answer calls on the phone call or somebody. But I took a little 15-minute break. That's you got to take them frequently when you're at a call center. And get out their phone and just get away from that environment. And I called him back. And we uh, set up a meeting. And basically, we just talked about, you know, you know, just taking my profile, you know, to the next level, you know, and just taking what I got right now and just, you know, booming it out in the next six months. And, you know, we worked and uh, uh, worked diligently, you know, to get to where we are right now. And I started out, you know, uh, first thing I dropped was Rap Revolt, and we've been going up ever since then. He stated that he was, uh, you know, when he wanted to get in this space, he was looking for artists that was outside of the box. It wasn't rapping about what everybody was talking about. So when he reached out to you, uh, which I'm sure you were familiar with his work, like, uh, oh, yeah. what kind of moment was that for you? How did you feel about that? And were you, was there any skepticism in your head with working with him? Or did you believe that, you know, this is the opportunity that I need to take my career to the next level and give him a shot? No, nah, I was I was ecstatic, man. I was like, damn, you know, because uh, I had just recently met him. Um, at an event he was hosting. And, uh, you know, me and my homies, we always jam the music, you know, and he, for him to hit me up, and I was like, shit, you know, I'm right. talking, we're talking to him right now, you know. Right. But, like, uh, I wouldn't say skepticism. For me, it was just, I was afraid, you know, because at that point, I had never, you know, I never had a manager before, you know, we were doing everything on our own, mm-hmm. you know, like me and my homies, you know, uh, my wife, like we were, you know, well, at that time she wasn't, but like we were doing everything in-house, you know, whether it be flyers or artwork or, or you know, shooting, you know, videos, you know, everything was done in-house. And I felt like, you know, maybe it's time to try something different, you know, because uh, I'm a firm believer in that too, you know, if you're doing this shit, you know, for a certain amount of time and the needle is not moving an inch, let's try a different way. You don't got to switch up everything entirely, but you know, just try, you know, to, to, to make it, you know, a little different. But yeah, I think that's what it was. That's what made me say, you know what, let's let's try this, you know. Like with, you know, the experience that he has, you know, what I got going on. I feel like we can, you know, do something great. Word. Key to the City Podcast. Shout out to the King Maker, Brad Kamikaze Franklin. We are here with our King Folk Dear Silas. Uh before we move forward with your current project, this young lady was in one of your early videos. Yeah, right? Yeah. What what video was it? So, uh, when I was going by Trey Parker, I did, uh, I remixed Ability. Um, mm. 
And man, I, t- I can't tell you. I don't know. You remember, man? We were so excited that day because, like, my homie was like, my homie Jason. He was like, "Nigga, we made it. We made it." <laughs> like, we 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 were acting like we had like a ten million dollar budget. You know, mm-hmm. we was on uh, off Mill Street. You know what I'm saying? But it was big to us at the time because I'm right. like, man, we we doing this, man. You know, we we making a music video. We shooting it. You know, and I recorded this song. It's on wax. You know, got my homie Porsche here. Like, it was it was dope. You know. And I, I still, like, I never forget that. Thank you for coming out that day, you know, because it's not like we had, like, a ton, like, the whole city out and nothing like that. But she cared enough to come out, you know, and she believed in what I had going on at that time, you know, to, to come support. How was experience for you? Um, it was, it was different. Um, like you said, around that time, mm-hmm. it was also in the becoming of when Soldier Boy was, Doing the thing with YouTube and everybody was getting, you know, everybody running the YouTube for everything. Yeah. And, and um, I knew it was going on YouTube, so I'm like, oh wow, people gonna see me on YouTube, about to blow up, <laughs> be with that, what Trey Parker did and all of that. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, it was a really, really dope experience. That's what's up. Yeah. Now my first time uh, checking you out live was the uh, Village Tour. Uh, I caught you at the Hippo in Hattiesburg. I thought that was an amazing show. I was the dude that was yelling, run that shit back. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, that whole, the last Cherry Blossom project, that shit really spoke to me. And I didn't think it was going to do that. Uh, but, bro, I just appreciate you for letting these, not even just kids, adults know, it's all right to operate in your authenticity, yes. to be who you are. We only get one life, and I'm not trying to, copycat or appease anybody with who I am. So I just want to say that, man, we applaud you for doing that, man, and just being yourself. And I always wonder how you were able to merge your interest in anime with hip-hop and still make it relatable to the everyday black person, the everyday black man, because a lot of your sons spoke to me like I had a hard time finding myself as well. Um, but I just want to applaud you for taking that step, man, to do that. And, uh, we need to celebrate more artists like yourself. Uh, do, and I've heard you mentioned it in, um, prior interviews, but this is Key to the City Podcast. You feel like you're the best artist in the city? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> he said it right there. Why yeah. you feel that way? I mean, I am. You know, um. Nobody can do what I do, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's a ton of uh, it's a ton of talented artists in the city. Like I'm, and I'm fans mm-hmm. of a ton of people. You know, even um, I get I get uh, hit with the same statements and questions every time I'm out of state. You know, when I'm in LA, New York, or wherever, you know, people will say like, yeah, you know, um, I know it's not you know the hip hop scene or the music scene is just not that big in Mississippi. You know, so how does that make you feel? And I'll be like. The fuck? Nah, yes it is, <laughs> right. nigga. What you, nah? Yeah. Shit going on, you know, and um, I feel like, you know, I got to be how I am, you know what I'm saying, to make sure that the narrative has changed mm-hmm. so people won't think that, you know, mm-hmm. and I always had to remind people, like, man, nah, like, bro, we the, the first place in music right here. Mm-hmm. Like, stop tripping, you know what All I'm right. saying? And, you know, if I got to do whatever I got to do to shine a light, you know, and make sure people know about Jackson, Mississippi, or Mississippi as a whole, you know, I'm gonna do that, you know, because it's it's a responsibility at this point, you know, you know, to use my platform. But yeah, man, I feel like I'm the best, or I know I'm the best because nobody can do what I do, you know. Um, 
and it's not it's not even just about rapping. It's just about you know uh, being an artist as a whole. You know right. what I'm saying? Like nobody has a vision that I have. You know, um, you can make a great song. You know, but you know, I, I think about it, like when I'm thinking about a song, I'm thinking about the visual right there. I'm thinking about how I'm gonna get people to listen to this song right there. I'm thinking about who it's gonna relate to and how how can I touch them the most. Like it's a whole manifestation of things, man. Like a whole ball of things. And I feel like I'm a visionary. You know, even before being a, a rapper or a singer or a trumpet player, I feel like I'm a visionary. I feel like I know where things are gonna go before they go before they get there. Mm -hmm. So you know, that's why I say I'm, I'm better. You know? So you did mention other artists, kind of in a way. Mm -hmm. If you had to choose. Five or your favorite, or five oh. that you think they're the coolest. The last question. And PC the or well, hell, you done asked them now. Right here, right here's the conversation. You done asked That's them. That's what I do. Everybody I make reference made. Five. Yeah, I've asked Dollar Black that. I've asked. Who else have I asked? Uh, I asked Casey Young Bone that. So it ain't no particular order. Okay. It's who you rock with, who you feel like is the best. Your top five. No bonuses, no ties. Okay, if I like, if I had to to bet money, like if, if if I wanted to, like these people, like I'm like I'm betting my life on these people right here. They gonna make it happen. Mm -hmm. They gonna make me look good because this is my word. Mm -hmm. Um, five people, no particular order. Hollywood Look, shout out to Look Pioneer. Uh, Coke Boumaye. Shout out to Coke Legend Pioneer. Uh, don't know Vegas. Shout out to Vegas, man. That boy got bars. Dale Mac. Shout out to Dale Mac. Bars. And one more person. One more. No particular order. No particular order. Um, hmm, that's a good ass question. Man. There's so many. Damn, so it's too many niggas, man. Too many times to ask niggas, man. You ain't got to name me, it's all right. Huh? You ain't got to name me, it's all right. You ain't got no bars. <laughs> I mean, you was undisputed. You, don't you know bars. what I'm saying? Like, I ain't know if I could put you among him. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, I'm going to do a half and half for the lab. No, what that mean? That. What that mean? It's really like... A half a person? No, like, I, like I'm... I'm I, I don't Two people that make a one? But I got I to gotta, I gotta, I gotta say... Honorable man, give me six, mention. Man. You silent, so I guess I... Honorable mention. No, I give, him, I give him a half and half. Okay. okay, my next one. Uh, man, uh, Dollar Black. I knew you were going to say that. And vitamin C. Little cherry. I love it. I love that list, man. Yeah. We got Dollar Black and Vitamin C as one. Luck, Coke Boumaye, and Dale Matt. That name right Yeah, in Vegas. In Vegas. Vegas. That's a hard-ass list. Shout out to them guys, man. I still need to get Dale Matt and Vegas on the show. Everybody else, we building. You did that. I love that list, man. That's a nice list. No doubt. We're going to bring the list back. Who? We're going to bring the list back. Oh, ah, you <laughs> I'm with it. Yeah, I just log out with the list, bro. I, <laughs> I delete my social media apps and all of it. I stay away from niggas be mad at me. Wait, I'm like, I don't do that. Who in charge of the list? Who brought that up? You got to school me to the game. We're not going to talk about it right now, yeah. but we are. Oh, we are. man. Y'all know something. <laughs> <laughs> um, Look at Cup. Look at that. All right. Let's bring it to current day. Yeah. Plus ultra. All right. Like I say, I had the benefit or the privilege of being invited to uh, the pre-release listening session. It was invited on. I don't know if I oh, said I, that. I had an invite, but you oh. already see something. Oh, 
I thought I was stunned on you. No. But for whoever didn't have an invite, it was invite only. I just wanted to make that known. And I was there. Uh, wonderful project, man. Awesome project. Uh, I could list every track as a favorite. But when I say a track that really touched me and made my throat tight, mm-hmm. and I was on the verge of tears, it was definitely Madison Avenue. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, just listening to that shit in the headphones and just being in that moment, man, and just seeing you in your moment and happy and proud about your project, man, it really touched me in a way. Um, I really want to know what brought about uh, Plus Ultra, uh, Why Not a Full Length, Why the EP? Uh, just give us some background on the whole project, how it came together. Um, so, first off, Plus Ultra. Uh, I love anime, man. You yeah. know, I ain't gonna front. You know, it's, it's really a part of my everyday life. Like, I don't even watch TV, you know, um, and I don't watch a lot of stuff. But You're I, really I, into this shit. Yeah, I'm really into it, man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't, like, I got, like, so many subscriptions. Like, I got, I got all that, like, Netflix, Hulu. I don't yeah. use none of it. I use, uh, I watch YouTube. And I watch like Crunchyroll, which is a anime app. But that's about it. But yeah, um, so I watch this stuff so much that I usually um, I'm able to pick up stuff, you know, like or you know, from that perspective, and I kind of mirror it, you know, to what I got going on at the time. And you know, plus Ultra, it comes from you know uh, another anime called My Hero Academia. If you don't know what that is, go check it out. It's dope. But anyway, uh, not to get too deep into that, plus Ultra is something that the characters chant on the show and it means simply to go beyond that's all it means it means to go beyond and uh basically that's all i was thinking throughout the entire process of uh of making plus ultra i was like okay i'm at 100 right now but what's better than 100 you know i was thinking you know i gotta max out my max you know on every one of these records you know i gotta I gotta go further, you know. I, I I can remember recording, you know, with Shell at Crown Studios, and he's like, "We got it." And I've been like, "It's good, it's good," <laughs> but you know, it could be better, you know. And we patience, yeah, man. You know, and, and I recut a verse a million times. Not to say that I need to recut verses, you know. I can, you know, one take a verse, but it's not about that. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, I do something. And I feel like I want my voice to be brighter right here in pocket, right here, you know, mm-hmm. for that particular, you know, that, that, that word. And if it's not right, then we'll do it again. And, you know, and uh, it was just me just trying to, you know, to be the best I could be, the best singer vocally, you know, at this time that I can be, um, which I'm still working on, the best rapper I can be as far as my delivery, um, the best songwriter I can be, you know, I'm working on that, you know, because I want to make music with other people, you know, I want to make records for other people. Uh, that's how Skirt Skirt happened. I was, you know, I was writing for somebody else and I just kept it, you know. Um, mm. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't. I thought silent. you just came up with, like, the melody in your head at work. I did, I did. But you were working on something. Uh, well, so basically I came up with the melody in my head at work and, you know, we got the hook. But, you know, after that I was like, I wasn't going to do it, you know, because it was just, you know, just something to do with it. You know, they were still singing it the next day. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to make it a song. And I made it a song. I had intentions. Like, I'm going to sell this to Ty Dolla Sign. You know, I'm going to get it to Chris Brown or some shit like that. You know, and they come to like, nah, you got to keep that on. I was like, I kept it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it was literally the last record to make it on the album. Like, it was not supposed to be a part of the, uh, last year's block. Man, I kept it. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> again. Yes, sir, man. 
But yeah, um, Plus Ultra is me just going beyond, man. And um, Madison Avenue, um, which is, you know, it's also one of my favorites. Like, I, I love the whole album, man. I can, I can mm-hmm. honestly say, you know, I can run Plus Ultra back and forth, you know, That's without right. skipping or without stopping. Without skipping, no skip. And I love, you know, even, you know, I'm streaming that motherfucker. Like, I'm streaming it every day, you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, I'm th- Nigga, this you I really like this song. Yeah, like, like you saying I, that. And I said that. Yeah. I really did. Like, that was real. That's Sailor like, Moon shit out of here. I was really enjoying it, but, you know, with, you know I'm glad you mentioned, mentioned uh, Madison Avenue. Madison Avenue was, um, I feel like I needed to, to talk to people. Um, and I feel like I did that, you know, on some of the other records, but I just really wanted to feel like, you know, you were in the room with me, and I was just really having a one-on-one conversation uh, with everyone. And, you know, it was, it's all about manifestation. You know, um, I wanted to prove that I can say some stuff on wax and it was going to happen. Yeah. You know. Let me stop you right there. <laughs> I hate to interrupt. That's what drew me to the track when this man spoke that he had written this months ago. He had put this on, put this down, written this down that he was going to quit his job. He was really going to go hard with his music. And to see, and he also mentions that at the end of the record or in the middle of the record where he states that, you know, when you heard me talking about I was going to quit my job, yeah, I did that. You know what I'm saying? And his music is continuing to grow. Like, when when you said that shit, man, and I actually see where you are now, that touched me to keep me going forward and motivated me. But yeah, keep going. Oh, definitely. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad, you know, it meant something to you, man. Because, uh, I mean, it means a lot, like, again, what I was saying earlier, you know, just to just to hear something, you know, that you said in the past and, and just to look look up and it happened without you even realizing it, you know. Right. It's not like I just, like, the day it happens, I check it off a list. I, right. just, I forgot all about it, you know. I'm just, you know, in the moment, it could be like I could listen to something and then two months later, you know, I'm like, damn, that, that really happened. And that's what I was doing with Madison Avenue, you know. Like, I wrote the whole song out. You know, and I didn't tag on that part until, you know, we recorded it. And at that mm-hmm. point, it, it had all came, you know, came to fruition. It came true. And, um, yeah, man, just really, you know, believing that, you know, the tongue is powerful. You know, good things can happen to you and bad things can happen to you depending on what you say and whatever you speak over your life. And, and like, that's what, that's what I wanted to, like, uh, deliver. You know, with that, with that, that record. But pretty much, man, the reason, another reason why too, I didn't do like a, a ton of records. Um, I really wanted people just to kind of, you know, soak in, you know, a small body of work and give them a chance to really just, you know, pick apart every song. And also, uh, I usually wait like two or three years in between projects, you know, to release stuff. You know, the day I died, and you know, the last cherry blossom, you know, it was like two and a half years yeah. in between, and you know. I want to push out more content, you know, because people always, you know, bugging me and asking, like, why you want it? And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start waiting. People wait for like a year or two, you know. So, um, but I figured it'd be easier to do that if it's like seven songs, eight songs versus, you know, 15, 18, 20 songs to do, you know. So that's, that's, that's the reason. <laughs> I think Sailor Moon, um, I think that's one of my favorite songs besides Madison Avenue. I had an invite. I probably had my invite first. <laughs> I but um, <laughs> I didn't hear Sailor Moon until we were at Fourth Avenue for the album release party. Shout and out to that Fourth Avenue. I, was, and I heard, that. I was like, oh, this track is, this is dope. Like, you know, who is this? I can vibe to this. You know, 
ride my car and get on Instagram. You said who is this? I didn't know that. I, I didn't oh, go to the listening party. I didn't okay. get a chance to listen thoroughly how I wanted to. But I was like, I'm finna Shazam this off Snapchat to see who it is. <laughs> so oh, I was like, stylist came. I was like, then I went through it real quick, listened to it the next day. I really liked it a lot. And it was one part he said because I was writing to myself. And I was like, damn, I really like this track. And then to hear him say I was like, wow. But, yeah, I really, really like the EP. Thank very, you, thank very dope. You. Amazing project, brother. Um, that ain't even no cap. No cap on me. <laughs> uh, and just to piggyback on Plus Ultra and going beyond, we got the Go Beyond Tour yeah, coming yeah. up. Tell us a little more about that. That junk kick off next month, April. Yeah, yeah, it kicks off uh, April. Uh, Go Beyond Tour, just you know, just like Plus Ultra, man. We just we, we about to be hundred and whatever, two hundred and ten percent. You know, if you ever been to one of my live shows, you know, like I give my all on the okay. stage. Yes, sir. And you know, I'm only getting better. Um, I'm in, you know in the process of really trying to you know get back in shape right now. You know, what I'm saying just so I can do about ten more flips on stage. While I'm rapping, you know, so it's gonna be amazing. But you know, we're hitting a lot of cities up. We're still adding dates to. Um, it's featuring uh, Caleb Mitchell, uh, a Def Jam artist, and we Shout also Caleb. got Troop Brand, uh, Mississippi native too. Shout out to Troop. Yeah, so it's gonna be dope. Also, man, uh, we coming home with the uh, Go Beyond tour at Martin's uh, downtown April 10th. Uh, so My birthday weekend. Oh yes, yeah, sir. we got turn up then, bro. Oh, it's going crazy. We got uh, <laughs> we got real bankroll, man. Bank Road Show, bitch! Bob Street, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, so, yeah, my, my homie LeRon, bro. And Bob, man, we that, it's, look, don't play it weak. I'm telling y'all right now. <laughs> man, I already know if it'll be out of jail. Do not, do not get your tickets right now. The tickets are, uh, they're linked on my, in my bio on Instagram. So, if you want to, or you can go uh, to beer-silence.com also to get your tickets. I'm telling you right now, you better get your tickets, don't, you know. Don't miss, don't miss Jew history. You feel me? Jew history. Like, be a part of it. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you there to witness it. And you can, you can tell your grandkid. No, I was out there and I, I, I saw the bankroll show. You know, it was, it was, it was wonderful. You know, got to tell them about that. Hopefully, we get Miss Darrow out there, man, because uh, <laughs> you know he got jobs for these young ladies out here. If they're looking for employment, he he definitely can help them out with that. You know, what definitely. I'm yeah, Mr. Uh, shout out, Mr. Arrow. He couldn't be here today. Uh, you know, he had hip surgery. Right? Oh, oh, man. Uh, yeah, man. He, uh, he threw it back with some stripping, man. You know, he, yeah, he, 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 uh, he really into his stroke game. You know what I'm <laughs> So, like, yeah, but shout out him. But, you know, he was a mentor, you know, mm-hmm. to me. And uh, he really, you know, he, you know, he helped pay the way I got, you know, for where I'm going right now. Shout out to Mr. Arrow, man. We yeah. wish you a full and speedy recovery, bro. Yeah. You can also hear him on Plus Social. He's on, he on there like a mug, man. <laughs> His on, nigga want him to cool it down, but he ain't cooling out shit. That's right, yeah. He's on 2 Fine. Uh, he's on I Got It. Um, I'm trying to think what else he might be. He's on something else. Bruh, what about, about the 2 Fine record? Because you always heard a nigga going in strip club trying to say these women. When I heard that record, I was like, that's exactly what they epitomizing, man. Like, how you come up with that record? Now, I was, so, I was on a promo run. We stopped through Dallas, and uh, we were leaving the radio station. And Kamikaze was like, "I got a got a show to do." I was like, "Okay, cool." Uh, we pull up at the show. It, it was a strip club. Damn that Kamikaze! I was like, I thought I thought we had you know make an appearance, and you know he was like, "Yeah." <laughs> and I was no lie, I was uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, 
ain't been in, I ain't been to the strip club that many times in my adult life, you know, uh, knowing you know my childhood. Uh, but anyway, I mean, I probably been to the strip club maybe two, three times mm. back, and it's always kind of weird for me, you know what I'm saying? And uh, man, shout out, shout out to the strippers out there, man. That is such it a works hard hard. form. Yeah. Like for real, uh, many blessings and prayers go out to that girl that fell off the pole. Oh wow! Oh lord! Uh, broke her jaw, but she, she got a GoFundMe. She got rich off of it, man. Well, hood rich. They canceled it. They canceled it. Mm-hmm. Why? Man, f y'all. But people that little, canceled it. The little man or boy, I don't know. But he's just, just still, still the little man or boy. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. The scam. Mm-hmm. Well, they. I don't know if they're scamming. How y'all yeah. gonna cancel that girl money like that, man? She broke her jaw, cause her trying to entertain you, but you wanna go cancel her money. That's terrible. That, that hurt my feelings. Now I know that I'm, I'm gonna have to dedicate, you know, some of these shows to it. Yeah. Video. Yeah, we. You know what? Yeah. Video. Make that happen, Brad. <laughs> but yeah, man, too fine. We was uh, we was in a strip club in Dallas. Uh, you know the name of that strip club? I was in a strip club, man, and I was in the DJ booth, you know, and girls were coming through, and, you know, they were like, hey, Silas, how you doing? Give me a hug, you know, but they were naked, man, and it was just weird, you know, like, it, it's weird for me to see somebody be so comfortable naked, like, you said something there, boy. Ain't nothing going on, I'm just like, and, yeah. I, and I'm like, and thinking in my head, do she know that I can see her, you know, her breasts, <laughs> like, your titties your right titties here, right so, here. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm like, hey, how you doing, you know? DJ. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, that was weird. And all I could think, I was like, man, she looked like, you know. She not supposed to be. Yeah. Like, and, I, and I'm not saying it. Like, do not get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with being a stripper at nothing all. Man, you got to be. It should be stripper Olympics, man. You know, like, so it's a lot of talent. But sometimes I just think, you know, and I know, like, some people use it to catapult other things in life, you know. And that's why I say what I, you know, what I say in the song. Like, you too fine for this shit. You too fine for it, like you could be doing something else, and you know that's when Mister Elroy come in. Yeah. And, you know he he thinking the wrong way. You know he thinking like shit. You know you ain't got a strip. You come work for me. You know I can throw. You know I can slap that ass so money. You know and I try to tell Mister Elroy that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you. Could, you know you could be doing you know doing some other stuff, man. You know. But uh, shout out, shout out all the female dancers out there. Like we need you. You know, what I'm saying? especially you. as a hip hop artist. You know. Um, it's a lot of money to be made in strip clubs, and a lot of songs get broke, you know, mm-hmm. by the DJs and strippers and all that stuff. So I applaud all of them. Yours, yeah. that should be constantly rotating in a strip club, though. They can dance to that shit. Oh yeah, man, I, I, make I, that happen, Brad. I just think it's crazy if you can if you can strip to Gullah Gullah Island, which I've seen <laughs> well, what? a ton of times. <laughs> pro black song with some, with a track field. Yeah, you can definitely you can de- definitely strip to too fine. <laughs> That's what's up. Key to the City Podcast. We might got my kinfolk, dear Silas in the building, man. Before we let you go, man, I just want to know a few more things. Um now uh with an artist of your caliber, um how can I put this? You work with several artists in the city. Yeah. What's your opinion of the local music scene here? Uh I mean, I guess you can include the whole state of Mississippi, but I'm mainly talking about Jackson. Mm-hmm. How do you think our music uh, scene has evolved? Do you think you see more unity, or what's your opinion of it? So, yeah, I think the music scene, um, 
it's always been dope. You know, I think it's been it's always been diverse. It's always been great. But I do see the difference. The difference, which you just said, is unity. I really see people, you know, working together, and even you know, even mentioning, you know, like that goes like a long way. You know, just saying somebody's name, you know, uh, like we we just got camaraderie now. You know, like and, and I think people are starting to realize that you know, um, if we fuck with each other, you know, then we all gonna get further than trying to do everything on our own. Mm. You know, um, like. It's a ton, man. It's 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 so many good people, man. And that's why I get upset when I go out of town and people say stuff like, "Man, so if you seen that they be," and I'm like, "Nah, man. We it's dope. It's popping. It's yeah. buzzed. And it's getting better and better every year. Like, look at the footage. If y'all don't believe, um, you know, rappers ain't doing big shows here. People ain't coming out. Come to one of my shows, or Thanks. go or, or go go see see the bankroll show. See what's mm-hmm. going on in the crowd. You know, go to one of Dev's shows. Go. Go see how Dollar Black turn up, like like people showing out in astounding numbers to support local music, and and you definitely can't say that you know people in Jackson don't support people in Jackson because right. they coming out in numbers and flock, man. So yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> with you saying all of that, I want to know how important was it for you to show other artists and prove to the state. Um, you know how a lot of people say, oh, you got to leave Mississippi to mm. make it because there ain't nothing here. Mm. How important was it for you to prove them wrong by staying here and actually making it and getting your deal with RCA? Oh, it's, it's extremely important, man. Uh, I think we were having that conversation, you know, before we started recording that, you know, a lot of times, you know, in the city, you know, Jackson or just Mississippi as a whole, you know, people don't believe it until they mm-hmm. see it. So that's that's exactly why, you know, if I got to be a living example, you know, and, you know, and that's just human, you know, that's human nature, just that, like, you know, sometimes we don't believe that fire will burn the fuck out of you or, you know, <laughs> or whatever, but, you know, if, if I got to be the fire that's blazing to let people know that it's mm-hmm. heat here, you know what I'm saying, and so be it, mm-hmm. you know, even, and uh, also, even with my shows, man, like, we, we do great numbers, like, we pack the building out every time we do a show in Jackson, Mississippi, and guess what, every act on the bill is local. Like every one, like every every show that I've had that we packed out, it was myself and all of my peers. Mm-hmm. It was no big, huge name on the outside, you know, coming in or flying in from wherever. It was all my people right here, all my homies right here, and we did that, you know. And uh, it's super important, like, to, to just keep putting on, you know, like I always have conversations with people. And uh, like Long Live Lonnie, man. Uh, I really, Lonely alive, right? yeah, like I hate, I hate that situation happening because like I used to, like this, I'm, I'm a, I, I got foresight, you know what I'm saying? And I look into the future and I imagine how things going to be and that's how I kind of pan out my life, you know, like I look where I'm going to be instead of where I'm at right now. And I used to always like think to myself like, man, I'm going to have shit sold up on this side and Lonnie going to have shit sold up on this side and then we're going to fuck them up and we're going to come together we're going to do this shit together and they ain't going to never see it. And it's going to be like, you can't say, like, Mississippi just got one sound or whatever. It's like, we, we got, we fucking up the whole game, you know. But I feel like, you know, that's why I got even more responsibility to use my platform, you know, uh, to just to just keep shining this light. That's why, that's why I got a video looks the way it looks. That's why you see all my JPS schools and you see the people in it that you see or you see, um, you see the city of Jackson. You see Sonic Boom on the south. You see Jackson State because people need to know, you know, that, we great. We got amazing stuff going on. So 
when people see that and they see like, you know, all the eyes he's got on how many views he got, they feel like in turn, they can do the same thing that I'm doing. And that's, you know, at the end of the day, you know, because, you know, the more people you got like me doing what I'm doing on level, I'm doing it, the more, the better it's going to be for the city, the more money it's going right. to be in the city, the more businesses we're going to have booming. You know, the more, the more uh, artists going to be coming to the city, you know, and you don't have to, well, all of them come here. You know what I'm saying? To Fourth Avenue, you don't got to be like, oh, they lying and shit. Like, no. We, <laughs> Boy, that shit blew my mind, nah, man. He, he'll come to Mississippi because we got it. You right. know what I'm saying? So, and, and it won't be a big deal. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, I, I swear I'm going to let you go, man. But um, how was it um, linking up with Crit? And how did you do that? How did you link up with Crit? Uh, well, first off, shout out Crit, man. Uh, dope, dope, dope. Super duper humble individual, and I and uh, before I even met Crit, you know, anytime somebody speaks on his name, it's the same thing every time, and you know, that's how that's kind of how, like, I I don't want to say prejudge people, you know what I'm saying, but you know, you can get a good feel of, about how a person is, about how people speak about him, you know, when they talk about him, and the consistency is always there, you know, ah, man, he's so humble, cool, mm-hmm. he is, down to earth. Same thing with everybody. So, you know, um, basically, man, um, Crit, Crit had an interview, you know, right after he uh, he uh, he released his album. And, uh, you know, he mentioned my he name. Said, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, and uh, that meant to, it meant the world to me because I think I just got through saying how, like, even a mention, you know, sometimes can just, you know, it can do wonders for you, you know, because sometimes people won't believe until they hear somebody with notoriety or, or somebody they already believe in mm-hmm. say they believe in you. And they'd be like, okay, well, well, shit, let me see what he about then. You know, if someone so said he good, he might be good. And, you know, and that, and uh, that's kind of how the relationship got. You know, I've been in talkings, you know, for a long time. You know, like by hearsay, you know, and you know, uh, just mentioning, you know, for years now. But uh, for him to mention that, you know, me, mention me and acknowledge me like that, that was super dope. And you know, uh, we got the record over to him. Uh, you know, and hopefully he'll, he'll fuck with it and, you know, check email, we got a verse back. Mm-hmm. And I ain't gonna say, I mean, like, it was it was amazing because, you know, I ain't gonna not, like, not believe myself and say, like, I wasn't expecting it, but I wasn't expecting it, you know right. what I'm saying? I know you and it happened, you know, and um, that was dope, you know, and then, you know, um, Christine, you know, actually suggested shooting the video, you know, too, like, they really, really support. They suggested that. Yes, they support, I got it, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like one of those dudes, like, where I don't like overstepping my boundaries, you know, and I'm right. not going to... I'm the same way, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to shoot your shot, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you got to know when to step back, you know, mm-hmm. or fake out and just chill, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, for them to, you know, make that say, hey, like, this is a great song, you know, and uh, and uh, and also you can tell when somebody really fucking with a song. If, like, me personally, as a hip-hop artist, um, if, if I hear a beat and the words just pour out, it's a good record, man. You know, and, and and I can only imagine that, you know, that's how it was for Crit because it was like turnaround in no time and the verse was amazing. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but that's that's how that came about, man. We shot the video uh, with Sonic Boom in the South, shout out them. Um I was supposed to go to Miami for my birthday that weekend. Yeah, that's what he said. I was like, you know, because he was like, let's shoot a video. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's do it on this day. He's like, nah, nah, I'm be on tour. You know, his tour hadn't started just yet. Mm-hmm. For all the days that I was naming, tour was going to be on. It was too soon. Like, we were going to shoot it, like, that next day. 
or or whatever. And uh, he suggested a date, and I looked at the calendar, and I just bought the, God, the Miami yeah. tickets. And well, you able to get a refund, or you nah, blew it? I did not. Yeah, it's, it's part of the grind. But Charges you know what? Game, right? I took the L for yeah, a few weeks. You know right. what I'm saying? Got and, to. Uh, yeah, so you know, I didn't get the refund. Shout out to him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know, I got something you know much greater. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I really got to, and it wasn't just a feature. Like I got to, I got to work on a record. You know, like with somebody I consider my peer, and somebody who's also a native. You know where I'm from. Relationship. You know, yeah, yeah and, and also like showed my people where I'm from that you know things like this are possible right here in your backyard. Mm-hmm. So like that was the you know that's the biggest thing for me. Shout out to Crit, man. We appreciate your humility, man. Uh, especially when I met you, man, you let me record on your, uh, you said they were shooting a documentary for about a m- minute or two. I appreciate the opportunity. Appreciate the opportunity you gave Silas. Yes, sir. Yep. Key to the City Podcast. We've been in here with the Ken Folk. Dear Silas, I got my co-host with me, Queen Portia. Uh, how can my audience reach out to you, man, follow you, support you, uh, purchase your record. Somebody maybe want to book a show with you. How can they reach out? Oh yeah, man. Um, if you want to reach out, it's Dear Silas on every platform. Thank God, it's so easy when you can just say it's the no same underscores. No, just D E A R S I L A S on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. You name it, it's the same all across the board. Uh, make sure you go check out Plus Ultra. It's my new EP. Uh, we got a goal right now, so I'm really trying to hit a million streams as quick as possible. On the project, so uh, we hit a million streams real soon. It's doing good, real, uh, really good right now. It's only been a week. Mm. Uh, we really close, but oh, we yeah. hit a million streams. I want to say this year, but we, <laughs> we super okay. close. He's streaming. He's streaming. Yeah. He's streaming that joint. I know. Yeah, I've been all over that bitch today. Yeah, man. You keep streaming that. You might have a, a new, a brand new surprise quicker, you know, mm. than expected. Um, but yeah, make sure you check out that. It's on all platforms. And uh, if you want to book a show. Uh, hourglassmediagroup at gmail.com That's what's up. And I'm so glad that y'all stopped through the key to the city today. And we want to give you the key to the city now. I don't have an actual key to give you, but <laughs> it's proverbial. And, yeah. uh, oh, last thing before we go. He recently received a proclamation from the city of Jackson. Yeah. How was that experience? And what the hell is a proclamation? Man, shout out uh, Mayor Lumumba. Shout out to Mayor Lumumba. Uh, shout out the whole city uh, council of Jackson. Uh, man, proclamation is basically just an acknowledgement, you know, of the city that I'm from, you know, for, for for being the person that I am and doing, you know, things I'm doing and, you know, my accolades thus far. I just really just acknowledge you, you know, and uh, encourage you to just keep doing great things and, you know, just shining a positive light for the city of Jackson. It's one of the highest honors, and I'm, you know, extremely humbled, you know, to have received that mm-hmm. from the city. So, yeah. Well, we appreciate you, bro. We support you in everything you do. You know, you got family and kids to the city. Whenever you want to come back, hopefully we have our own studio. But outside of that, man, we're going to support you in everything you do, man, and keep pushing you, man, to reach great heights. Uh, we love you, brother, here at Key to the City. Any last words, Queen? I appreciate you joining me. This is our first episode. I threw it in the fire. Ain't no rehearsal or nothing like that. She's just the queen of the Jews. So I said if I want to uh, bring the whole city together, I got to get the queen of the Jews. Yeah. You underdig that? So we appreciate you, man. This is the Key to the City Podcast. I'm your kid, Fogioni. She is my queen host, Portia C. I call her PC. And this is Dear Silence, the Hokage. The Hokage. The whole cage.
<laughs> Shut up. And we out this bitch. Peace. Yeah.